guys, Head Coach Lisa here back with another week's podcast. So this week, I want to touch on something that is near and dear to many of your hearts. We see a question about this all the time, and that is, how do I get out of this stall? How do I break this plateau? What am I doing wrong? Sometimes we can do everything right and still get stuck. Stalls happen. They are immensely frustrating, especially when you feel like you are truly putting in the effort and it is not being rewarded. Now, the first thing I want to touch on is what is an actual plateau. So by definition, a plateau or a true weight loss stall happens when your numbers do not move for two to three weeks, sometimes four to six weeks, but in general, not having a loss one week or having a loss less than half a pound, that's not a plateau. You are still moving in some way. But if you have been at the same weight within, say, five pounds plus or minus, that is generally considered maintenance. And we'll talk about maintenance in a later podcast, but a lot of times people who are close to their goal, but not quite where they want to be, they might be experiencing that where let's say you really have these five pounds left that you want to lose, but you're not moving past, you know, if your number say was 130 and you really wanted to be at 125, but you are fluctuating between 129 and 132, that can just be maintenance. Your body has gotten to the point that if you continue to do the same things that you have been doing, you don't get the same results because you've basically entered a maintenance mode. And that is a whole nother kettle of fish. <laughs> That's a whole nother ball game. That's, it's completely different than if you are 250 pounds and for the last month you have been the same weight. So, That's what we're going to talk about now. Not that this doesn't apply to maintenance mode, but it does work a bit differently. Okay, so I have some tips for you for things to sort of look at, check off, evaluate if this could be happening, and then how do we fix this? So the first thing is sometimes it's about going back to basics. So the very first thing I want you to check is realistically, honestly, are you tracking everything you should be? Not by eye. We've talked about this before. Portion distortion is real. Okay, I'm not talking about heaped tablespoons. I'm not talking about lazy cups. I'm talking about, are you actually weighing and measuring the things that you should be? If you want to kind of check in on this, I started a group that is a 30-day quick start using the Conquer Cravings program, which basically asks you to do a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. And one of those is that because there are very few zero foods on Conquer Cravings and you need to be reliably weighing and measuring those foods that are on there, this can help you kind of dial back in some of that portion distortion. So that's always the first thing we tell people to check. How honest are you being in your tracking? How consistent are you being in your tracking? 
and how accurate is the tracking that you're doing. Even if you track every single meal, if you had a heap tablespoon over a level tablespoon of something like peanut butter, if it was a generous spoon as opposed to an honest spoon, you can, over the course of a day, add several hundred calories through bites, licks, tastes, nibbles off the toddler's plates. You know, if you're scraping dishes and you're just like, oh, I, you know, I'm just going to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you might very quickly, depending on what those items are, find that you actually end up eating an extra 300, 400 calories over the course of a day without even thinking about it. Now, the tricky part here is that can absolutely take you out of a calorie deficit and into maintenance calories, which is why you're stuck. This is why we tell people, as ugly as it may be, track it all, track it honestly, because if you don't, you're going to have no idea what is actually happening there. Now, that puts me on to the next thing, which is, are you actually eating enough calories? I know it sounds weird, and I know a lot of people get freaked out by the number that comes up when you turn on your calorie metrics, but eating too few calories can actually create a sluggish metabolism that then holds on to everything. So how do you know? Well, if you're not a fan of tracking, you're not going to like this answer, but it's the same as what I was saying before. You really have to get down to the nitty gritty and track everything accurately. If you're a pro member, of course, you can track calories alongside your bites by turning on secondary metrics under your settings. The other thing is don't assume that your calories are too high. So if you need some help figuring out what it's showing you and what it should be set at, absolutely reach out, let me know, and I'm happy to give you a hand there. One of the other things that works for a lot of people, if you've been eating the same number of bites or calories for a long time, you can do what's called cycling. And you basically want to shake it up to shake it off. And I don't mean protein shakes. Basically, you're going to take your total daily bites plus some or all of your weekly bites and divide them up so you're not eating the exact same range every day. If you've come over from WW, this is the same idea as the old Wendy plan, or you might be familiar with the more recent Springling developed by Stephen Springle. Your body gets used to the same calorie intake and starts to maintain instead of continuing to push to lose. It's a similar idea to the whoosh theory that was written about a few years ago. Have a look on Google for the whoosh effect and you can find what I'm talking about there. Basically, it means that you're going to have some days that are low bites or calories, some days that are medium, and one or two that are considered high days. Now, a lot of people do this anyway when you use a splurge meal or a splurge day, but the problem is that most of those people, well, that's not fair, not most, a lot of those people then feel guilty. So if you make it a part of your plan, then you don't need to have that feeling. You don't need to feel guilty or ashamed or like you've done something wrong. Now, it's more important than just that. This next part is crucial as well. Vary your protein sources. 
Just because chicken may be zero on your plan doesn't mean you shouldn't eat other protein sources as well. Carbs. If you listen to my podcast a while ago about carbs, having some complex carbs on some days or having more on some days than others, whole grains, high fiber foods, these are going to keep you full longer. It's going to take your body more to digest them, and it's going to kill hunger much better than quick burning, refined, processed carbs. So if on one day you have a heavy carb load, let's say you had oatmeal for breakfast, and then you had a sandwich for lunch, And then for dinner, you included a pasta, a rice, or a potato. For some people, that is just a lot in one day. And so what you would do is one day you would have just exactly that. And then the next day, maybe you only have a high amount of carbs at one meal. And then the next day you might have oatmeal for breakfast. Instead of having a sandwich for lunch, you have something like a salad that doesn't have a whole lot of the processed carbs in there. And then, you know, for dinner, you have something that's lower on that end. And it's just about staggering it so that you're not having the same amount or the same type every day. If you are somebody who eats a lot of meals on repeat, this can be a little tricky. So it does take out some forward planning there. And that kind of leads me on to the last little tip for this section, which is to have two days out of the week where you eat as little out of a box bag can fast food as possible. So by switching up, having this amount of processed food mixed with amount of whole or raw or cleaner eating food, again, you're offering your body a completely different situation and that can help to keep your metabolism active. Now that leads me on to zero bite foods. I see on a pretty regular basis people who don't understand how they work, what the serving sizes are, what the restrictions are, or they're calling things zero that are not zero. So the first thing is, do you have the right food list? Do you understand how it works? And do you understand the basics of zero foods? I'm going to give you the short version. A food can be zero under two qualifications. On your plan, with the exception of keto and calorie command, so on your bites-based plans, zero foods are assigned what I call true zero status if they are on your list. That means that those foods are zero in whatever quantity you want. Now, it's completely up to you how many of those you eat. Of course, that food is not zero calories, but if you want to eat, if eggs are zero on your plan and you want to eat six eggs a day, that is completely up to you. If a food is true zero, It is zero indefinitely. Now, if you choose to assign bites to something after a certain number of servings, because that is your own personal marker of how to create structure, fantastic. No problems there. But by the nature of being zero, it is zero in any amount, any number of times during the day. That's just the way that it works. There are some plans that have special rules. 
So Sugar Smart and Better Balance, for example, have the blended fruit rule, which is that if you throw things that are normally zero into a smoothie, they're no longer zero. It's important that you understand the plan that you're on and how these zero foods work. The lists that we have provided are absolutely accurate. You also have a zero bite tab in the app that will show you those items that are zero on your plan as well. So making sure that you understand the little nuances of the particular plan that you've chosen, it can make a big difference in how close you are working the plan to be successful. The other thing to know is that there are foods that are zero by their nutritional value only. So say, for example, if you are on Conquer Cravings, and we were just talking about this in this new 30-day quick start group, strawberries up to a certain amount, up to a cup, for example, are zero. But fruit is not a true zero on Conquer Cravings. It is zero by nature of its nutritional value only up to a certain quantity. So you might see something that is that says that it's zero and that is accurate. But if it is not on your list, it is not zero indefinitely. Now, there are absolutely people who uh, will choose to have, let's say that where it changed was half a cup. I'm just going to use that as an example. Or at half a cup, it was still zero. <laughs> there are people who will log half a cup for breakfast, half a cup for lunch, half a cup for dinner, half a cup for snack, and count them all as zero. And that is completely up to you. But if you were to put two cups into as one lump listing, they would have bites. So in the end, everybody's going to work these things differently. But if you're getting stuck, then maybe we need to look at these kind of personal tweaks that you're making or the way that you're tracking and make some adjustments there. And that is one of the things, you know, are you working the plan as it was written? I see a lot of people making personal tweaks or following suggestions that they've seen on social media. They've decided not to count certain things or certain meals or they're taking days off from tracking. Really, it's going to come down to how honestly you're working the program. Okay, that's my spiel on zeros. <laughs> now, water, 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 water. Hydration is key to not only stopping hunger, but also keeping your body from holding on to all the foods that you're eating. If your body is entering a state of mild dehydration, then when you give it a food, it is going to hold on to more of that. And depending on how you react to sodium and inflammation and all kinds of other things, you might be somebody that experiences more water retention. Now, people will say, okay, can I count this, 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 this as water? So the biggest thing is just to remember to be hydrated. 
And there are lots and lots of tips and tricks and water bottles and things like that. We have some great water bottles that are in the healthy store if you want something new to kind of motivate you to, to keep going with that. But the general idea is remain hydrated and that will actually help everything continue to flow through. Now, that then leads on to these nasty sodium retentions that some people get. For sodium-sensitive people, you can gain, gain, and I say that in quotes, and hold on to two to eight pounds overnight from a high-sodium meal. And high-sodium hides in things as innocent as like canned soup, canned vegetables, frozen dinners, cottage cheese. And when you eat out, it is very easy to exceed your daily recommended level. The average person should have no more than about 2,200 milligrams a day. And people needing to watch their sodium, it's actually 1,500 milligrams is the recommendation. So you might be surprised at how much sodium is in a meal when you go out to eat. It's just another aspect to kind of look at. If you have a high sodium meal the day before weigh-in, even if you are totally within your bites and calories and you're sodium sensitive, you will have a poof on the scale in the morning and you could be up anywhere from half a pound to two pounds to, you know, there are people that very easily can hold on to five, six, seven pounds overnight. Now, what about exercise? Are you getting enough without going overboard? There's a fine balance between exercising enough and your body becoming used to that. So that becomes the new status quo. And then that means that you have to insert some variety here. So just like calorie cycling asks you to change things up, Let's talk about how we can change up that exercise routine. For at least two weeks, I want to challenge you to do something completely different to what you've normally been doing. Wake up a different set of muscles. Break the exercise you're doing up into different chunks. So let's say one day, and these are just examples. I'm not telling you that this is the amount that you need to do. But if 60 minutes was your average, one day, do one 60-minute routine. Then on a different day, do four 15-minute routines. Then on another day, do two 30-minute segments. And do one day at two hours, but at a different intensity. If you walk normally, try weights. If you swim, take a bike or a spin class. If you go hard at cardio, try yoga. Try a new set of YouTube workouts. Try circuit or interval training if you're at that level. You can go all the way back to old like Tybo Richard Simmons type workouts. You can add any number of new things like the weighted hoops or cardio drumming. It's about finding something that you like, but that is different than what you've been doing. Okay, so let's say you're not there yet or you're recovering from an injury. Try armchair exercises or work on a Swiss ball. The key is to vary the type of exercise to something substantially different than what you currently do. 
YouTube has a ton of seated exercises if you're restricted in your leg movements, and there's a lot of body weight resistance ones that require nothing more than your own body weight. You don't have to join a gym. You don't have to buy expensive equipment. You just have to get moving in some way. Then, the last couple of things to consider. Is there something going on medically? Are you recovering from an injury or a procedure? Are you reacting to a change from some new medications? You could be having an inflammation response that could absolutely be putting a stop to your weight loss efforts. And the last one, and this is kind of a side note because it doesn't apply to everybody, but if you drink, are you counting your alcohol properly? On Carb Conscious at the moment, alcohol is errored. Alcohol is never zero. (laughs) So, and it is only pointed in a certain way up to a certain amount. Now, if you are a wine drinker, and let's say that your amount, for example, is five ounces, an extra ounce here or an extra glass there, it's just like those calories that we were talking about before. It is very, very easy to suddenly have an extra three, four, five hundred calories, and you have just bumped yourself right out of your deficit for the day. So those extra calories add up. And then, of course, as you drink more, you tend to get a little bit less precise with your tracking. And, you know, this is kind of good enough. And before you know it, Or there are people, and I will say I've seen this too, there are people who just don't count it at all. Or there are people who are, and and this is something that the development team is aware of and they are currently working on fixing. But under carb conscious, let's say you scanned a a truly or a white claw and it came up as zero. People are like, whoa, it's zero. And, you know, before you know it, they've drank three, four, five, six and they're counting them as zero. So those things can all contribute in some way to why you might be experiencing a stall. So let's just do a quick recap. Are you tracking everything by accurate weight and measure? Are you eating the right amount of calories? And if you are, do you do some type of cycling to shake them up? Do you understand your zero bite foods? And are you using your list correctly? Are you working the plan as it was intended and not creating your own set of personal tweaks in there? Are you staying hydrated enough? Are you having an issue with sodium or medication that you might need to look at? Are you getting enough exercise and can you vary that exercise? Is there anything going on medically? And are you tracking your alcohol if you drink properly. So there's all these things that could be going on. If you're absolutely stuck, you are more than welcome to reach out to me and you can send me some of your tracking and I can go over that with you and we can see if we can nail down what's going on. But I hope that some of these will help and maybe you can go through and go, you know what, actually, I could change this or I could look at that. And hopefully we will see you busting through that stall in no 